Listener discretion is advised. Please see the episode description for content warnings specific to today's episode. Welcome to Rants and Rabbit Trails. I'm your host, Morgan. And I'm your host, Pearl. And today we have some kind of weird stories to share with you. Um, Surprise. Surprise. (laughs) Yeah, they're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say that these both fit into the theme of, like, mystery. Okay, wait, no, yours aren't really mystery. Strange occurrence slash maybe true crime-ish. Yeah. Slash. Mine's got a little conspiracies. Weird shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, but anyway, hope you're doing, hope you're doing good today. How are you doing, Pearl? I'm doing. Sp- I was gonna say spick and span. That's not spick at all. Spick and span. My brain spick and span. <laughs> no, I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. You made me a delicious beverage. Uh, in a large mason jar, which is always my favorite. Large mason mason mason, mason jar. Large mason jars uh, will one day just replace all of my regular drinking glasses. I literally did do that. Yeah. Um. I said, you know what? Fuck these other glasses. Yeah. And I just have... I mean, I think yours used to be like some spaghetti sauce or something. Hell yeah. <laughs> Spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> but yeah. It's How are you? <laughs> Good. It's a beautiful day. The cherry tree outside uh, has cherries on it. So I guess those come out happy uh, summer by the way oh my god we didn't say yeah. that happy freaking solstice happy summer solstice oh was a few gosh. days ago at long last uh, yeah by the time ago. you hear this it won't be anywhere close to solstice no but probably gonna be never mind i don't want to jinx it what? i'm scared of what the weather's gonna do <laughs> like boiling hot like satan's ball sack. i'm not scared of the weather i'm scared of the smoke we've talked uh, about this before uh, it's coming uh, nope 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 but um, right now it is delicious outside. It is deliciously sunny and warm. Um, and yeah, the cherries, the cherry tree is all like, bam, popping cherries off. popping off. Um, it's truly summertime. Got some tasty drinks. Whoa, and tasty we're drink. just comfy cozy about to tell some weird stories. So if you yourself aren't comfy cozy, get comfy cozy Settle down. Settle down. Settle down now, y'all. <laughs> Settle or, down. like, get into whatever your task is that you're doing. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Are you cleaning the bathroom? I hope not. If you are, hope I'm not. sending out a prayer for you. Good I'm vibes. so sorry. Good vibes. <laughs> doing chores, driving, just sitting in bed, chilling out, whatever it is. We're happy that you're joining us today. Yeah. We love you. Do you want me to go settle first? Down. Go first? Um, <laughs> you can go first if you want. I don't you care. say settle down? Yeah. Settle down. <laughs> Wait, what was your answer? I said, <laughs> I said you can go first if you would like to. I don't care. I really have. I can go first. Okay. Okay. We'll do a little trade off, you know? Switcheroo. Yeah. Okay. A switcheroo, the technical term. <laughs> Yeah, the scientific terminology. (laughs) Okay. That was a very haphazard opening. Um, I loved it. Which is exactly up our alley. 
It's on brand. On fucking par, bro. Did? Oh my god, did you see that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you see the TikTok I sent you earlier that was uh, Jack Black? Um, no, not yet. Tenacious D uh, doing Hot Ones. Oh my god, no. I think I have seen that, though. And Jack Black at one point says, Dude? <laughs> and there's this comment that's like, I swear, like, all my ailments are cured <laughs> as soon as I hear Jack Black say, Dude? 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 Um, oh, anyway. Jack Black just heals my ailments in general. Honestly. King. Truly, truly. So, I guess on that note, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about some conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. Um, not so conspiracy-ish now, not are so they? conspiracy-ish. <laughs> but on the topic of conspiracy theories, quote-unquote, um, that turned out to be true. Quotes, because they can't technically be conspiracies not anymore, conspiracies, right? Yeah, yeah right. Um, anyhow, we've all heard our fair share of conspiracies. Um, some can be pretty believable, while others just sound like a whole lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But regardless, I want to preface again by saying a lot of theories are rooted in harmful, racist, anti-Semitic, and or just downright fucked up shit. And so I think it's important to keep that mi in mind when discussing these. And at the very least, I just wanted to bring attention to that as well. I, I do feel like... like I said the <laughs> I said to Pearl that I feel like the the first half of this episode is just gonna be us shitting on America. Um, if you think that's gonna be the last time, you better just leave wrong. right now. If that's you're a problem, <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're upset about that, if you I don't know like living in America for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, also I feel like my contribution to this episode itself is just shitting on America because first up we have a conspiracy revolving around the government surprise surprise yes <gasps> no uh, not my government <laughs> please <laughs> uh, crying silent tears streaming down my veins um, <laughs> sorry I'm sorry Woo! We're good. Oh my god, okay. So, I'm so ready. The government intentionally poisoned alcohol during the prohibition to discourage people from drinking. I literally cannot. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I never I knew if, about like, this, all... and it's not surprising whatsoever. No, like, if somebody said that to me, even if I hadn't researched it, and I didn't know if it was true or not, I'd be like, that's true. That's true. Mm, that's mm, true. That sounds like the government. <laughs> Believable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the truth of this conspiracy ended up being a manufacturer-inflicted issue um, with the government stroking the fire. Stroking? <laughs> with the government stroking. <laughs> stroking. With the government stoking the flames, that turned an issue that already existed into a wildfire. Sounds about we right. love, we love America. We love wildfires. <laughs> we love gender reveals. <laughs> There's one thing about me: I love a gender we reveal. We love gender reveals, especially when. 20,000 acres get burnt to a crisp that just makes me so happy to live in the land of the free and the home of the 
<laughs> shit heads. Oh mother shit. Oh anyway. my god. So alcohol was re- uh, was regularly tainted or produced with whatever fucky substances and chemicals that people could find. Uh, such as industrial alcohol, alcohol. <laughs> I'm just like I'm hopped up off of my iced tea. Alcohol. <laughs> my iced tea's got me going. I'm ready to punch Nazis. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. It's past three. I'm then- ready to punch Nazis. <laughs> anyway, uh, so alcohol was regularly tainted with shit such as industrial alcohols and I love the way you said that as if it was like the proper word with shit such as <laughs> uh, such as industrial alcohols and methanol ah mm. yum tasty <laughs> so methanol and its derivatives including formaldehyde Slay. Um, are you... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so cracked up right now. <laughs> Same. I feel like I all of a sudden got a little bit of the gigglies. Yeah, got the zoomies. Um, yeah, methanol and its derivatives are used to produce solvents, pesticides, acrylic plastic, synthetic fibers and fabrics, adhesives, paint, plywood. Are these things I'm not supposed to be eating already? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And it can be used as engine fuel. (laughs) Oh my god. So methanol was cheaper and easier to come by, so it became one of the big ones that was used to produce the alcohol that was smuggled around. This practice resulted in permanent blindness, death, obviously, and a myriad of other illnesses. Yikes. That is some intense um, substances. Yeah. Yeah. So by the 1920s, over 50 plus formulas for suspicious alcohol existed. (laughs) Some using the hardcore shit. Others adding milder, less lethal ingredients that made it taste so gross that folks wouldn't want to drink it anymore. Crime syndicates and mobs then employed chemists to fix the alcohol and make it drinkable and enjoyable again. Thus, meat was back on the menu, boys. Oh my god, this is so fucked up. Yeah, so in response to the sudden jump in alcohol consumption, the feds came up with a different idea to aid in their goal. While the cautionless and alcohol-deprived folks living during the Prohibition may have started this escapade, the federal government decided to steal the spotlight and encourage the practice by mandating the addition of poisons to alcohol in an effort to scare and discourage people from drinking it. The form of their encouragement to uphold this mandate? Giving tax breaks to industrial alcohol manufacturers who poisoned their supply. Uh, Despicable! (laughs) I've said it before! Shit! 
heads, shit, oh, heads, shit, my heads. God. I just love that the government is like, hey, that's not a bad idea. They're like, what did you say is in that? Can we, can we pay you guys to do this for us? That's a genius idea. God. <laughs> Christ almighty. So by the late 1920s, the newer formulas, formulas, didn't... <laughs> So sorry, I don't know what formulae. What the fuck is up, dude? The newer formulas for tainting alcohol included even more and different kinds of chemical poisons, such as kerosene, gasoline, <laughs> iodine, mercury, formaldehyde, chloroform, acetone, and more. All my favorite substances. Ooh. Ooh. Jesus. The government also demanded that more methyl alcohol was added to the mix. They're like, that's not enough. Add more of the They're other like, no, shit. No, you don't understand. We want these fuckers to die. We want them seizing on the ground, <sighs> foaming at the mouth. A quote from the Time magazine states, According to the December 26th, 1922 edition for the New York Times, five... And other sources I found said up to 100. So okay, 5 or five 100. To 100. <laughs> People were killed in the city on Christmas Day from drinking poisoned rum. By 1926, according to Prohibition by Edward Bear, 750 New Yorkers perished from such alcohol poisoning and hundreds of others or hundreds of thousands more suffered irreversible injuries including blindness and paralysis. Dude. On New Year's New Year's Day, 1927, 41 people died at New York's Bellevue Hospital from alcohol-related poisonings. Oftentimes they were drinking industrial methanol, which was legal at the time but an extremely dangerous poison, obviously. One government report said that of 480,000 gallons of liquor confiscated in New York in 1927, nearly all contained poisons. And Dude. What <laughs> the fuck? That's a lot of alcohol that's, and a lot of poison. That's a when lot alcohol of poison. When alcohol is already a poison. Yeah, I was going to say... <laughs> Christ. Yikes. That is um, so... Well, and you know, too, that, like, I bet, like, the upper class weren't dying. No, I was gonna say, this is so... I mean, as with literally everything, it's always an attack on poor people. Yeah. It's like, we just don't want poor people to exist. Yeah. No, Rich people will always have access to whatever they want. Um, yeah, they, I, I bet you asked that they had, like, the top shelf. I was gonna say, they was drinking Grey Goose. <laughs> <laughs> they had, yeah, they had the fancy shit, and, uh, it's true, because, like, I remember, I wrote this one a little while ago, but I remember a lot of the sources that I found mentioned that being the case, that, like, most, all the people that were coming into hospitals and stumbling into hospitals, like, poisoned and shit were people that were already commonly out on the streets. Mm -hmm. um, and that is just... It's really sad. I don't know like, how many times 
one can say that is just fucked up. <laughs> but especially I, when you consider that like alcohol and drugs is what a lot of people on the street, houseless people, poor people um go to because life is fucking sad and miserable sometimes. Yeah. So that just makes me really sad. Yeah. Well, and it's just fucked up, too, because I feel like that's not only the case for, you know, uh, people in poverty or homeless people. Like, that's the case just for people in general. Like, we're always looking for something to distract us or to, like... Absolutely. Um, ...take away the pain of life in general or, you know, depression or whatever. Like, substance abuse in general it can has been around for forever and mm -hmm. can like affects everybody so like i bet your ass too like the the one percenters the rich people with the top shelf shit they're, they're doing the same thing they're you know your ass they were doing that they were doing like they were snorting cocaine and they were getting drunk and they mm -hmm. were like yeah that's not, definitely so like it's so hypocritical and horrible like as a society um that there's been this ideal of like Oh, poor people just need to stop doing drugs no, or whatever. Like, like everybody's do fucking drugs, doing bitch. drugs. We literally all do everybody's, drugs. Everybody's like drinking Most alcohol. Most of you fuckers like, out there, you wine moms, are full blown alcoholics. Full like. fucking blown. I remember one time. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I just want to say I was definitely not trying to say that like homeless people are just doing drugs because. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to say it like... No, say, I didn't like, think you were. I just want to, like, up. reiterate, like... <laughs> like, of course, if you don't have anything else... Yeah. That's often what you're going to go to. Yeah. But you are 100% right. Like, it is so hypocritical and such a nasty point of view to have, honestly. To yeah. To think that, that there's not a reason for it, A, and that everybody else isn't doing it anyways. Yeah. It's... And that the government is involved. Everybody's a hypocrite. <laughs> I feel like. Um, but yeah. Um, New York. But blah blah. Um. So New York City by 1926, over 1,000 people were sick and about 400 people perished. And the death count climbed come the new year, and the pattern continued in multiple other cities around the country. Because obviously, prohibition wasn't just in New York. Right, new York. right. People weren't making fucky alcohol just in New York, you know. Um, so a thousand people died per year during the prohibition due to the poisoned alcohol. And by the time the prohibition ended in 1933. The federal government's poison mandate had killed at least 10,000 people. Damn. That is a lot of people. At least. Like, that was you know the it's probably lower, way more, too. The lower end that I had found. Oh, my God. So. Damn. That is some fucking wild shit. Yeah, it's just the tippity tip of the iceberg. I hope we have more of these um, government conspiracies sometime. You know, so we can keep shitting on America. <laughs> it's honestly like a, it is a good pastime for sure. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, the rabbit hole, 
of how fucked up our government is yeah, I was gonna is say. so deep and so dark. And I think it's really important that it's not kept in the dark. And it's uncomfortable and horrible and people need to know about it. I was going to say a lot of people are so, even if they do hear about these, quote, conspiracies, a lot of people are like, oh, the government wouldn't do that. Oh, that's crazy talk. These like, are the people that are supposed to protect you? Yeah. And it's wild to me that people are so, like, pro-government. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, I don't even know, man. Ugh. When you can just take a, like a small chunk out of your day and look into stuff, and you will find like, unless you are so truly, like in your own fantasy land that even seeing facts and citable sources and reliable sources saying and confirming all these awful things about the government, like, and you still or like, oh no, that's not true, then there's no hope for you, okay? I'm sorry. It's like the like, people who think... Learn to think for yourself. It's like the people who think that, um, you know, all around the country we're having, you know, the laws restricting abortion access and stuff like that. And there's genuinely so many people out there who think, oh, you know, there's somebody who's dying and they're literally gonna... The only chance at saving their life is to get an abortion... People literally don't believe that that's actually going to be a thing. Yeah. And it's like, girl, you just because you don't think land. it's ethical doesn't mean the government won't do it. Yeah. It's oh. so gross. And people are so happy with, like, being ignorant and remaining that way. Patriotism! Uh! To what? People, start thinking for yourselves. Um, do your own research. And I I think you'll probably want to shit on America a little bit, too. I hope so. I hope so. If you don't, then, like I said, I, I don't know what else hope... What hope is left for you? I don't know. What, what, what I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. All right. Well, that was lovely. Thank you for that. And thank you, America. (laughs) (laughs) I hope God smites America. I I hope God smites smites us. I hope God smites not us. The two of us right now, right here in this podcast room. Um... God, I can't stop bringing up the ti- the Titan. The Titan. Um, anyway, I guess I'll get into mine now. Get into it, yeah. I have a creepy little story for you. A little mystery slash a little true crime, a little weird occurrence. This is about twins Sabina and Ursula Erickson. They are identical twins born in Sweden on November 3rd, 1967. Are they still alive? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you um, said like one sentence and I already cut you off. <laughs> no, I think they are. Um, I mean, unless they died. <laughs> <laughs> What's no, happening? Um, I, I wrote this a while ago, so I was trying to remember. 
I feel like um, it was basically like no one has really heard from them since since all this happened. I think maybe it's like we've we've already recorded one episode. It's been a few hours. We're in this we're in the studio. It's warm in here. Um, oh. But anyway, I think so. Unless they die. That's typically the If case. you can believe that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh no. Okay. Ooh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I interrupted so many fucking times during your thing. Okay. In May of 2008, Ursula, who was living in the US at the time, had decided to visit her sister in Ireland, where she lived with her husband and their two children. Within 24 hours of Ursula's arrival in Ireland, the twins depart uh, for Liverpool, England, allegedly by ferry. There's no witnesses to confirm, but that's like the common way of getting um, Mm -hmm. from A to B from that spot. The twins, um, when they arrive in England, went to the St. Anne's Street Police Station around 8.30 a.m. to report concern for Sabina's children back home. A lot of the articles and stuff said this, but they didn't really say why or give any context for Wait, that. Wait, so sis comes to visit, and then they, they immediately pair up and then leave. Sis leaves her children, and then when behind. they get back, she's like, "Hey," she's like, "Holla!" Police. And then it was Help like, "My kids," because I'm not there anymore. Bye. Um. The Liverpool police contacted the Dublin police and confirmed that the kids were safe. Um, The twins then boarded a coach bus headed towards London at around 11.30 a.m. Stating that they were unwell, Sabina and Ursula got off the bus at Keele Services around 1 p.m. The bus driver noted their behavior as odd and mildly concerning. They were clutching to their purses and refused to let him search them. So he was like, I'm not letting you guys back on here. This is fucking Mm. weird. The rest stop manager was also concerned about the twins' erratic behavior and actually called the police. But after speaking briefly with the girls, they were deemed harmless and the police went on their way. This was a mistake. Mm. Sabina and Ursula start walking down the center median, which was fenced on either side. Like, bef- between the highway lanes. Oh. Um, before hopping the fence and literally flinging themselves directly into traffic. Oh. Sabina was instantly hit by a car, but managed <gasps> oh. to get up and get to the side of the road with Ursula. Are you kidding me? She John Wicked that shit? Yeah. <laughs> she, she hops over the fence. She gets hit by a car on the highway, gets up, and then goes to the other side. What? Girl, what? Highways Agency, now known as National Highways, responded to the scene and the local police were called in. As authorities were evaluating the situation, Ursula ran back out into the road where she's hit by a semi that's going nearly 60 miles per hour. Ursula! She wasn't the one that was hit before, was she? Um, no, Sabina was hit first. And then Sabina also dashed back into the road and was hit head-on by a car (gasps) going at high speed. What the fuck is happening? Somehow, they both survived. No, you're fucking (laughs) kidding. They both John Wick to that shit? 
they both it wasn't just one time at that point sabina got hit twice literally Ursula got hit by a fucking semi truck like a, a little calm residential on a neighborhood highway on a fucking highway and they survived ursula couldn't walk as the semi had crushed her legs no shit and she was resisting care from police and medics by scratching, screaming, and spitting at them. Did they have a death wish or something? Sorry. What a strange... Bizarre. During this, Sabina was passed out for about 15 minutes. When she came to, she screamed at Ursula, They're going to steal your organs. What? She was trying to get up off of the ground and was screaming to their confusion for the police and for help, which was literally surrounding them. They were, the police and help was there already. After getting hit by two cars in quick succession, she managed to break free from the officer that's tending to her, punching said officer in the face, and once again jumping the barricade and flinging herself back into traffic. What? Is fucking going on. But I don't... She wasn't hit or anything that time. Jesus Christ. Um, If you said she was hit and survived again, I literally... A few officers and several civilians were able to catch up with her and all helped to restrain and carry her to an ambulance. It took basically six people to wrangle this one woman who was, like, pretty petite from what I could tell from pictures and stuff. That had just been hit by two cars. Girl! Was she, were they like fucking possessed or something? Like, what the hell? One of the policemen said, quote, when I look back on it, her strength was phenomenal. End quote. What the fuck? Ursula had been airlifted to a hospital uh, and they took Sabina to a different hospital, I believe. Where her whole demeanor changed, and she calmed down quite a bit and was even joking with hospital staff. There was no evidence of drugs or other substances in either twin. What? She was released, um, Sabina, I think we're talking about Sabina here. So they were completely sober, and but still acting like they were on fucking DMT. Like, they were literally on meth. Like, literally DMT or something like that. Like, what? Um. Because that shit apparently can make somebody, like, a fucking superhuman. Like, get really? shot multiple times and still yeah. be going at you. I've heard that meth, uh, heard and seen that meth can really give you some superhuman super strength. Superhuman. Superhuman strength. But yeah, no drugs, no alcohol, no nothing. Not that alcohol would make it easy to get hit by two cars and stand right back up. Yeah. Okay, so she was released into police custody five hours later, where she remained relaxed. While being processed, she told one of the officers, quote, We say in Sweden that an accident rarely comes alone. Usually at least one more follows, maybe two, end quote. Well, that's eerie and creepy as shit. Also, during intake, they asked her if she had ever previously tried to harm herself, and her reply was, no, I would never do that. What? (laughs) She was released the next day after pleading guilty to trespassing on the highway and hitting a police officer. They did not give her a full mental evaluation, and as her sentence was one day served in police custody... 
and she had already stayed there overnight, they released her. Why didn't they give her a full mentee evaluation? I don't know. After all of that, being completely sober. And then completely changing her whole attitude. And saying, I would never do that. Literally after doing that. (laughs) And you don't give her... Literally after doing that. You don't give her a full evaluation. What the fuck? After being released, Sabina began to wander the streets with her belongings in a clear plastic bag that the police had given her. She was like the ant with the stick in the, <laughs> the bag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, two men were walking home from the pub when <laughs> I when I was redoing these notes, I took out some stuff and put some stuff in or whatever. So it says two men were walking home from the pub with Glenn's dog. <laughs> <laughs> the okay, their names are Glenn and Peter. That. I don't know what I did there. Who's Glenn? Glenn had a dog. They were walking with Glenn's dog. Oh, right. When Sabina struck up conversation with them, petting Glenn's dog and asking for directions to nearby B&Bs. She was acting super nervous and weird, which concerned Peter, but after hearing that she was searching for the hospital that her sister was at, Glenn took pity on her... And offered his home for the night. He accepted, and the three of them went back to the house. Why not just say, yeah, B&B's down the road? Literally, like... That's kind of creepy. I might send a note to the cops. Isn't there a fucking hotel or something? Like, um, throughout the night, Sabina's behavior was increasingly bizarre. She kept getting up to peek out of the windows. She would offer them cigarettes only to snatch them out of their mouth and say they were probably poisoned, even though she was literally smoking cigarettes from the same... What? What? What is... Not once did she mention what happened on the highway, nor did she mention any pain or discomfort, Mm -hmm. which is just... Absolutely. Just another just another Tuesday. Just another Tuesday. <laughs> Peter left just before midnight and Sabina and Glenn went to sleep. The following day, Glenn kindly helps her out by calling around to local hospitals in an attempt to locate Ursula. Later in the day, around 7.40 p.m., he pops over to a neighbor's house to borrow some tea and then goes back inside his home. A minute later, he comes out again staggering and gushing blood. What? And he dies right there after having been stabbed five times with a knife from his own kitchen. What the fuck? Talk about Glenn for just a moment. Glenn! He was a 54-year-old self-employed welder, a certified paramedic, a former Royal Air Force pilot. His brother later said about the tragedy, quote, Glenn saw Erickson in distress and was just trying to help. He wasn't slow in coming forward to help somebody in distress. It was in his nature. He was trying to help. Yeah, well, he would if help he anybody. If he saw a fight in the street and a guy was losing, he would help. Such a sweet man. R.I.P. Glenn. Glenn? No, that's... Honestly, like, <sighs> the true tragedy of this story. It's yeah. like, literally, Why? Um, for we what? don't really get an answer, but no. I will continue on. And the, is, wait, this is Sabina. This is Sabina. Still, right? Ursula, she still doesn't, so, she can't find Ursula yet. She doesn't know what hospital she's in. Why didn't they do a full mental evaluation? Why didn't they at least be like, hey, this is where your sister's at? What? Yeah. What the fuck? 
gosh. As the neighbor called emergency services, Sabina got the fuck out of Dodge. She had taken a hammer with her, and a passing driver noticed that she was hitting herself in the head with it repeatedly as she ran. What? He stopped, another good citizen, he stopped and attempted to get the hammer out of her hands and subdue her. Did she... Screaming, she pulls a roof tile out of her pocket and bashes him in the head with it. He's fine, but it stuns him enough to where she can run away. At this point, authorities are already in pursuit. The neighbor had called the police. So the pursuit ends when Sabina jumps off of a 40-foot bridge onto the highway below, breaking both ankles and fracturing her skull. I am <laughs> genuinely still in I, shock. <laughs> what is going on? There's no way this when when did this all happen? 2008. 2008? What the fuck? On June 6th, my birthday. Oh, 2008, she was arrested while recovering at the hospital, and 3 months later on September 11th, she was discharged in a wheelchair taken into custody, and charged with murder that same day. Yeah. Ursula was also discharged from the hospital in September and relocated quietly back to the U.S. Sabina's trial began on the 1st of September the following year, and on the 2nd, she pled guilty to manslaughter due to diminished responsibility, which is a defense that reduces a sentence from murder to manslaughter in certain cases where there is abnormal mental function that makes the defendant have a la- a loss of control over their actions. Okay. All throughout the whole trial, the whole thing, and even in interrogation beforehand, Sabina offered nothing to explain her actions, only saying no comment. Okay. Both the defense and the prosecution stated that they believe Sabina was a secondary sufferer of a rare disorder called folia du, which also is also known as shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder. It is defined by two people closely related, usually family, suffering from the same or similar delusions. Hmm. Extensive research has shown cases of this phenomenon that can involve three, four, five people, even a whole family. In the fifth and most recent update of the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, this phenomenon has been removed from the delusional disorder section and placed into a different one where it is defined as delusional symptoms in a partner of an individual with a delusional disorder, which is confusing as hell Hmm. but yeah so sabina was sentenced to five years in prison of which she had already served 439 days making her eligible for parole for the first time in 2011 at which time she was released and went back to sweden nobody knows what the fuck that was all about the end what I don't have any words. Okay, so she... What the fuck? She was also the one that got hit twice by a car. Yes. She got hit, stood up, ran to the other side to her sister. Wait, then she was the one who got hit by a semi, right? Then Ursula got hit by a semi, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe, but... And then she runs back out, gets hit again, 
She's yeah, the one that punches the cop too, right? And has yeah. to be like six people have to grab her. And then jumps off of and a fucking then she, bridge. And then she goes to the hospital overnight, doesn't get a menti check. Starts acting normal really for some weird fucking reason. Starts acting normal for a second. And then starts looking out the windows, saying her cigarettes are poisoned, kills a man by stabbing him five times, runs away, smacks herself in the head with a hammer repeatedly while she's running, grabs a roof tile, smashes it against someone's head again, then jumps off a 40-foot fucking bridge onto a highway, and you're telling me she didn't, like, mosquito on a windshield that shit? She didn't splat or get hit again? No, I'm like, how do you survive two consecutive car crashes and then... That. Hitting yourself with a hammer in the head just alone? Just that alone? <laughs> like, no, after it's getting, like, like, oh yeah, yesterday I was hit by two cars. Yeah, and then the fact that she doesn't punch say jack cop. shit about that when she's no like... No comment. Girl, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Do you have any other theories about, like, what it could have been besides the, the shared delusional disorder? Well, I feel like, like if, if, like, that does make sense in a way you know like if because they were twins right well and there was yeah they were twins and like there was basically like no previous behavior no previous not to public knowledge mm-hmm. at least of anything like that would explain yeah exactly no, no mental because if they did like it would have been a lot different of a story maybe not a lot different of a story but like it would offer some context something yeah contextually like contextually contextually and that's not to say that like mental illness equals fucking insanity and like so not at all and harming others like but like if you have a history of any kind of some sort of violence or like some sort violence of violence against you yourself, know, violence against other people, yeah. mania, like any sort of anything. mania or anything like that. That would at least give some sort of context. But yeah, they just like just were regular like people that it seemed like it just like fucking exploded when they got together in Ireland. And I wish there was more like like and then immediately just like why insane. were they going to London? Where were they going? Where were they going? Where why were they taking she... this bus specifically to? Like yeah, like why did she ditch her family? And then uh, why they, was like, she concerned about her meet, children? Then leave immediately. Where are you going, girl? What are you doing? Because so even if it was like odd. some weird, like suicide pact or something, like why? travel that far and why choose just and like why a random the highway? highway as your yeah like and like what would have happened if they stayed on the bus yeah no. yeah there's not enough Literally. like there's not like interviews with them or anything like that there's no yeah. there has to be information missing that exists yeah exactly there's no, there's I feel no, like there's no logical way explanation that... for that Exactly. That's why I said I was like, was she like possess, like demonically possessed or something? Because like, it sounds like that sort of shit. Especially getting fucking hit 
and injured that many times and just getting back up. Motherfucking John Wick Jeeper Creepers type vibe. That's so still weird. Seen that, but... Yeah, we, we still need to watch that. <laughs> I watched it's, that with It's Tess Slasher Summer. <laughs> Slasher uh, Summer. I'm ready to watch more Scream. Get it, get it. Oh, I was actually thinking about that, watching a spooky movie tonight. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's my crazy-ass story. Um, Honestly, always, uh, like, ever since I first heard of that story, I've been fascinated it's by so it. so strange, yeah. Which, I mean, I feel like is warranted because that... There's no logical that is explanation. so weird. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. That was a story that I had heard once before a <laughs> long time ago. Um, so I'm glad to have that refresher. And I truly did not remember all of those details. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, Even me reading it again after writing the whole thing, I'm like, she did that? <laughs> Gripping. She went the back out into the road? What the heck? Why would she do that? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today. Um, If you want to follow us on any social media, you can find us at Rants and Rabbit Trails Pod. On Instagram and TikTok. On Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, go and find us on Instagram or TikTok. Leave a comment on our episode preview post for uh, today's episode. And tell us what uh, part was your favorite. Tell us which part spooked you. Tell us. Tell us. <laughs> anyway, girl, bye. Bye, <laughs> girl, bye. Bye, girl, girl, bye. <laughs>